Welcome to Event Up, the place where people enthusiastic about events stay in the know on the latest trends within the events industry. Live, hybrid, and virtual experiences. From virtual events to conferences, award galas, and everything in between. Here's your host, Amanda Ma. everyone, thank you for joining us for another session. I'm Amanda Ma, the Founder and Chief Experience Officer of Innovate Marketing Group. We're a virtual, hybrid, live experience agency that provides full-service event strategy and event management for activations for top brands and events, such as TikTok, East West Bank, and YouTube. Today, we'll be going over the trends that we're seeing today lately in terms of hybrid events. Things are starting to open up. Right, we were in the orange zone, now we're in the yellow zone. So a lot more people are planning to meet in person. We'll also be sharing our top five ideas on how to make your hybrid events more effective. So let's get started. Some of the trends that we're seeing include highly personalized events and make it more snackable, sizable content so that it replaces the multi-hour, multi-day agendas like I mentioned not too long ago, we recently finished a virtual three-day event. And originally that conference was intended to be a week-long conference and full days. But through our strategy session with the client, we realized it doesn't have to be. And also reminding them that, you know, people have Zoom fatigue. They just can't, it's very hard for someone to stay on Zoom all day long or virtually. So instead we curated and reshape the conference into three days, half day sizable conference. And because of that, it was much more well-received and it focuses more on quality versus quantity. You know, so it's shorter days, but it's very impactful. And that's what you're looking for. There'll be other, and then another trend is there'll be more breaks during these events. So incorporating some fun entertainment, whether that is you know, having an illusionist or maybe even a magic show or even just getting people to get up and do some yoga and some stretches, right? So again, people are sitting at home and even for the people that are on site, since this will be hybrid, it's really great for people to get up, you know, move around a little bit from their chair. I know when I attend various conferences and events, I always appreciate when we get to do that. Third, there'll be bigger and bolder ways of engaging with audience from home this year, you know, so keeping in mind, because this is a hybrid, you have to engage both the in-person audience as well as the people that are joining you guys from home. I mentioned these in some of the previous episodes as well. So these are what I call the emoji petals, and these are amazing because this is one way for audience to engage with folks virtually. Right, so say you just had a great speaker and then the MC could say, okay, if you love that session, put up your heart emoji, you know, and people can do this, right? Because on some of the virtual platforms, they don't have emoji. And then if you really like the session, put up your thumbs up emoji, you know, and this way people can really get, can interact. And also it just gets them moving. So really fun. I personally really enjoy these. For a company, well, you actually can use VR to incorporate and make events more beautiful. We were actually already using VR before the pandemic, but for a very different purpose, usually we're using them for activation. But now, you know, some of my friends have attended other events where they get sent a VR kit. So they are, they put on their kit and it's as if they're walking in the event or walking the conference. 
you know, and they can even shake people's hand. I think that's like really, really cool. But obviously that includes, you better make sure you have a sizable budget to accommodate that because to send everybody that VR kit and do you need it back, right? So even just the shipping itself can add up pretty quickly. Fifth, the audience will not be local anymore. You know, as we're testing out even virtual last year, we saw that a lot of people even joined us you know, regionally, nationally, even internationally. So that will continue to happen because the opportunity, one of the greatest benefit of virtual hybrid is that high reach that you can have. You know, typically when we have our big events, there's capacity at the venue, but with virtual and hybrid, you are not, you're not worried. You don't need to worry about that anymore. You can have a thousand people on site and you could live stream it virtually as well creating that hybrid experience that, you know, people maybe they're in Canada or in Paris, they want to enjoy your event, but they maybe can't fly, you know, so they could enjoy it that way. Okay, perfect. Um, now we're gonna jump into some ideas for effective hybrid events. First, I talk about this all the time, understand your audience's needs. I think that's so important. A lot of people do jump in, try to pick a platform, try to start building the experiences, but you really need to look at who your demographic is and understanding their needs. If they're older crowd, make sure you pick a platform that's not too complicated. You know, you gotta keep it simple. If it's a younger crowd, how do you keep them engaged, right? What are they into nowadays? So incorporating that. I've even seen conferences or events where, you know, they actually have a half day conference and then they say, hey, join us on Clubhouse host event for a networking session and for more speakers, surprise speakers to come. I thought that was a very in innovative way to just kind of spice up your event, right? But the only issue with that is not a lot of people are on Clubhouse just yet, right? So then what ended up happening in the chat room that we saw on the virtual platform was people asking each other, who can invite me to, you know, who can send me a Clubhouse invite? So that was really interesting. So expectation for both live and virtual experience is going to be different. You know, the people that are live, they will get to experience the meals, the interaction, the in-person interaction, the networking. And then the folks that are at home, it's going to be a little bit different. But find that common thread. And a lot of times that is the chat function or the handshake function where people can interact with each other, be it that way whether, you know, for people that are in-person and for people that are virtual. And then set the expectation, like what can they expect if they attend the in-person event versus the virtual event? So that they don't try to make up their own assumptions, right? Make it really clear, list it out for them. So they have a, like I said, a clear understanding of what to expect and what they're paying for. So host the education on-site when possible. I think, you know, a lot of these because Speakers also love to be on site just because they, a lot of time they feed off of the audience energy. I know a lot of speakers are getting better at this, but there are only, I would say a handful who truly have mastered virtual events in terms of engagement with their audience, right? Cause they're not really seeing the audience um, facial expression. So a lot of time when we do some of these, we actually do pull up the audience images on a big screen. And then that way, the speaker can see their facial expression, whether they're like, wow, that's a great idea, you know, or they make certain sound, 
just like how you would do at a normal event, right? I know we particularly had this as well, and having to be mindful of this when we actually had several comedians for our holiday events that we were working on. Comedians, they also feed off of, you know, the laughter, the energy in the room. So we actually end up having to unmute several audiences so that the comedian could feed off of that energy once again. So these are just some tips and tricks for you as you're planning your virtual event and incorporating your speakers as well as your entertainment. Fourth, use tier access and encourage collaboration. You know, don't fill up your session back to back with speaker, allow some time for breaks, allow some time for networking. People are there to definitely try to learn new things, but they're also there to network and meet each other. And what I love is a lot of time when we look in the chat or we look in these, you know, different chat rooms, there's so much great peer to peer learning and networking going on, right? Just like uh, exactly like how it would be if there were in a real life in-person event. So definitely make sure you continue that. And I seen some events where they actually turn off the chat function or don't make that accessible. I would say that's a big tip in terms of how to curate your experience. Leave it on. You know, there's, like I said, because it's for the peer-to-peer -peer learning as well as engagement. So don't turn it off. But instead, you could work into your script to have the MC let people know, okay, we have a great session. So if you want them to not chat during a certain part of your program, you just have to incorporate that into your script. So you can say, okay, now we can really focus on the speaker, but in between the speaker, feel free to, you know, network and chat, right? I think that's a great way to do it. Um, last but not least, work with the venue partners and make the meeting evergreen. A lot of venues, you know, they've been shut down for a year, so they are welcoming everybody back and all events back with open arms. A lot of them already have their hotel or venue guidelines, make sure to ask them for it. And don't be afraid like, oh, I gotta get, you know, maybe some of the location, like I know California is a lot more strict, Arizona is not. You know, in California, we have to have people, certain amount of people, you have to be, you have to be vaccinated, show your vaccination card, or you have to show a negative result in order to attend the event. But in Arizona, guess what? None of those applies. So you just have to make sure you check within your local venue to see what the guidelines are when you start planning so that you could prep the attendees. The last thing you want is someone show up and not have either their vaccine card or their negative results and you tell them they cannot come in. It become a very awkward situation. So the key is in communication. You know, I can't enforce that enough, but it's so important you plan this wonderful event and you have to make sure you communicate well. If you do that well, then you set yourself up for success. That's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget, make sure, I would love to hear some of your aha moments from today's live stream. Make sure to message us. And also, if you have anything else you would love to hear about, feel free to message us as well. Thank you again for tuning in. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time on Event Up.